How you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Daf seventy one of Masech Ligin. Friends. Okay. Boom. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna get up to the next Mishnah uh, today, and I was thinking that we should probably do the next Mishnah, but it's like kind of hard. So then I was thinking, like, let's just kick the can down the road. So we're gonna do it tomorrow. Um, I'm a little bit nervous for tomorrow because I think tomorrow might be pretty hard. That's what happens when you kick the can down the road. Well, at least today will be a little bit easier. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, we're gonna start in Daf Ayin Amud Base. Two dots, like five, six lines from the bottom. I realized actually I probably could have done this yesterday. Uh, I probably should have done this yesterday, but uh, all right, we'll do it now. It's not hard. Um, all right, here we go. Here we go, and then we get into some kind of stuff. All right. So we're gonna start in Daf Ayin Amud Base two, four. I think six lines from the bottom, or seven. Okay, so you have a fellow who became uh, mute. He was unable to talk anymore. And they said to him, Shall we write a get for your wife? And he, um, and he, uh, what does he do? He nods, right? Right, here can be Rosho. He nodded. So he said, Bod can also shlosh I'm reading the Mishnah on Daf Samuel Sainam Abayz. Imamar Allah Vlav Al Hain Hain Right. So if you have a fellow who, who's all of a sudden unable to speak, so um, so so we ask him, right? If they say to him, should we write a get for your wife? And he and he nods, he nods his head in a way that means yes or no. So then we can basically just check that yes means yes and no means no, and then we can um, divorce his wife. But maybe he's got some kind of like involuntary muscle spasm that is causing him to nod yes and nod no. So Well, we say it to him at like intervals. Like we don't just ask him, uh, you know, like in quick succession, but uh, in intervals. And that seems to solve the issue but wait but maybe he's got this involuntary muscle spasm in intervals followed by well we ask him six questions first one is a is a is a nisht followed by two yaws followed by two yaws wait what no one nisht and two yaws Vitrain lav and two nisht, vichad hain and one yaw. Whatever. You basically do it in a way that it would be, you know, the, the, the involuntary muscle spasms would, you, you, you would, you would, you would trick the involuntary muscle spasms. Um, um, uh, okay, fine. Such a, su- such a pattern would, would overwhelm any such spasms and would bring out the truth. Tavera Bishmal, I once met somebody, he told me that he was here to seek the truth. Okay. I hope he found it. <laughs> okay. Tavera Bishmal Tana. The Tana Bishmal for Bishmal. Omim lo dvarim shel yomosachame bimosagisham vashemosagisham bimosachama. And we, we say, you know, like you know, in the in the in the in the what? So in the winter, they ask him stuff that you know. Uh, do you want stuff that normally would be summer items? 
And in the summer, they say, hey, do you want these items that would normally be appropriate in the winter? My new, what are we talking about? If you're saying, so basically like in the summer, they say, hey, do you want your uh, heavy winter coat? And he says, yeah, I want it. And it's like, all right, this guy's off his rocker. But if you say, and if you say in the winter, hey, it's freezing outside. Should we get you some uh, lightweight linen clothing? He's like, yeah, I'd love some lightweight linen clothing. Uh, this guy's off his rocker. But if he says no, so then we know, okay, he knows what's flying. But one second. Maybe he's asking for a heavy coat because he also, he got the chills. Or maybe he wants light clothing because he's uh, got a fever. Sell the favorite, rather the fruits. Let's see, what are the fruits? And it's a stroll. Right, so like in the winter, you wouldn't have uh, mangoes and cherries. So if you say, hey, you want mangoes and cherries? He says, yeah, I want mangoes and cherries. We say, ah, gotcha. They're out of season. Or if in the summer, well, what's a winter fruit? Like citrus? I think that's like, like, like grapefruits. Grapefruits are around in the winter, I think. So they say, hey, you want grapefruits? He's like, yeah, grapefruits. And I like, ah, you're off your rocker. Okay. So now, okay. So now this coming sugya is be'etzim going to take us till the end of our daf today. Not really the end of the daf, if I should be, if I could be honest. Really only about halfway through Amud Beis, but that, that's our daf, not the daf, but our daf, because for us, it's, it, it's our daf. Okay. This is daf ein aleph for us. Okay. So it says of Kahana in the name of Rab Cheresh, Sheyachol Ledaber Mitoch Aksav, Kosvin Venosnin Get Leishto. All right. Excuse me once. I'm just going to babble on quick. All right. That was nice. Okay. So, oh, I stretched too. Yawn, stretch, everything I need to get ready for this sugya. Okay. So, so you have a fellow, okay, so you have a fellow who got married, and when he was married, he was a pikeach. When he was married, he was, he was lucid, you know, he was 100%, you know, he's, uh, he, he was not a, a cherish. Then he became a cherish, and now he's mamish a cherish. As we're going to see in a minute, where, you know, there's also a cherish, just somebody who's deaf but can speak. Um, now, okay, that, that's a deaf person, but that's not a cherish, right? When we talk about a cherish, we're talking about a cheresh, a, a person who's who, who's deaf and also can't speak. That's a cheresh. So now, in this case, the person was a pikeach before when he got married, and he only became a cheresh afterwards, and he still knows how to write. So it says of Kahana, the name of Rav, that if you have a cheresh who knows how to write, and he writes, you know, I, what, what does Rashi say in the first, second Rashi on the page? He says, no, third Rashi on the page? Yeah, third right on the page. That he knows how to write on a piece of parchment. Write and give a get to my wife. You so and so and so and so. And he gives the document to them. He's, he's, he's completely uh, uh, lucid and, and uh, okay, he can't speak, he can't, he can't hear. But um, if he writes this down, so, so we can follow his instructions. So, again... That he's able to communicate via writing. So if he writes to you to give a get to his wife, so we give a get to, we write and we give a get to his wife. So if Yosef says, no, what's the big deal? We have a Mishnah already. Our Mishnah says, the fellow, all of a sudden he becomes mute. He can no longer speak. Should we write a get to your wife? 
nodded his head. Both can also shlosh him. So we, we, we check him three times. So we can give him a, we give it to his wife. So we already see that this fellow who became unable to speak, we can give a get to his wife. So Omar Leir Abzeir, but Abzeir says to Yosef, I don't understand. Elim Kamart. These are apples and oranges. Rav Kahana is talking about a shote, a fellow who, who's unable to speak and unable to hear. That's a shote. You're talking about an Elim, somebody who simply is unable to speak, but he can hear. Shani ilim, Ditani, we learn in a Bryce, Medabav Eno Shemeh Zeu Cherish, a fellow who can speak but can't hear is, is deaf. But again, this is not the Cherish that, ge- that we generally talk about, like Cherish Shotavikoyin. A Cherish, in that, a general Cherish is uh, can't hear but also can't speak. Somebody who simply can't hear but he can speak, that, okay, that's a Cherish. Shomeh Eno Medabav, somebody who can hear but he doesn't speak, Zeu ilim, that's an ilim. And in both of those cases, if you can hear but can't speak, right, a mute, or somebody who can speak but can't hear, a cheresh. So they're considered like pikeachs in all regards. So therefore, if Yosef, I'm not sure what, what, what you're asking kashas from our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is talking about an ilim, and ilim is like a pikeach. Rav Kahana is talking about a cheresh, but not, but a cheresh who not only can't hear but also can't speak. And then as a side note, how do we know that somebody who can speak but can't hear? And somebody who can hear but can't speak. So how do we know that somebody who can speak but can't hear is called a cherish? And somebody who can hear but cannot speak is called a uh, mute? I'm a cherish, I can't hear. And like an ilim, I can't speak. Okay, alternatively, what's an ilim? Ilim stands for ishtikil milule. Fine. That, uh, that is, uh, words have been taken from him. We can't speak. Fine. Okay, new. So if Kahana had said that if you have a fellow who was a pikeach, then he became a cheresh, but he can communicate via writing so he can divorce his wife. If Yosef had said, what's the big deal? We know this from our Mishnah, to which he said, yeah, but our Mishnah is talk- not talking about a cheresh, it's talking about an ilim. Omer Rebzeri says, Rebzeri, ikasha li, ha-kasha li. But if, if there's a kasha to ask in Rav Kahana, it's the following. The Tani that we learn in the Bryce, im lo yagid, prad le'ilen. This is talking about shvua sa'edus. Ukutam what shvua sa'edus is. If I understand correctly what shvua sa'edus is, I learned, I learned, if, I think that there's a parak in Masech Shvua, it's called shvua sa'edus. I learned that about 15 years ago. Um, so if I remember from 15 years ago, it is, um, I think it's also um, simply a, you know, Psukim in the Torah and Parshas Fayikra, I think. I don't know. Maybe Tzah. Anyways, um, so, so, ah, uh, Babylon. It's that if you know um, testimony about somebody, so you have to, right, if you don't uh, give the testimony, if you, don't, you ha- if you know testimony, you have to give it. If you don't give, then you're in trouble. And if they make you swear, if somebody says, do you swear that you don't know testimony? And he says, I swear. So then he has to bring what's called a Korban Shvu'i. So now, this doesn't apply to somebody who's unable to speak. It says, Im lo yagid. If he's unable to speak, ilim, to the exclusion of somebody who's unable to speak. Because he can't, uh, you know, he can't give the testimony. But am I? Why not? Let him write it. So that is Rebzeri's kasha. That Rav Kahana, if so, that a cheresh who can write down 
can communicate via writing, we can divorce his wife. So it, I guess we consider him like a pikeach. So if that's the case, or whatever, meaning if we could divorce his wife via writing, so why can't he give testimony? Why can't he give testimony via writing? So says, You're talking about testimony. Shiny edus. When it comes to testimony, testimony is an under azach. When it comes to testimony, the pasuk says, "Al pishne edim." Is that the yeah? Al pishne edim. That you have to you have to verbalize it specifically. You can't write it down. Vloim piksavim. Can't just write it down. So therefore, don't don't ask me kashas about edus. Meisve. We have another kasha on. We have a kasha on Abaye that Abaye says you can't write down testimony. But one second, we have a Bryce that says Kshim Shabotkin also that just like this fellow who can't speak, we check him with regard to Gitin, right? Meaning, right? If they say, should we divorce your wife? And he nods, so we, we make sure that he's nodding correctly. Um, and we can trust him for Gitin, we can divorce his wife. Also, if he wants to sell real estate, property, if he wants to give testimony, and for inheritances, we, we just said that a fellow who can't speak can give testimony. Look, that's specifically by Edus Isha, testifying that a, a woman's husband is dead and that she can get remarried. That right, Mishum Aguna That specifically in that case, we're, we're we're lenient, and therefore that's why he can testify. But in general, he would be unable to um, give testimony. But it talks about inheritances, isn't he talking? Are you talking about that he, that this person who can't speak is able to testify about people's inheritances? No, it's talking about for himself that if he wants. Uh, you know, normally, of course, the Bechor gets twice as much as the other children, as the other sons. But um, if he wants, he could say, no, the Bechor gets as much as everybody else. And a Elam would be able to testify regarding his own inheritance. Amr Babo says, Babo, fine, we just read that. Mias Limasos Limatonos. Dude, what? Where am I? Okay, fine. But what about for selling property? My love, la'am. So isn't that talking about that he could testify about real estate transactions for other people? Lola, did they know his own transactions? Okay, so we didn't succeed. I mean, Abaye had said that a person, need, that you have to speak when it comes to testimony. And if you can't speak, so then you can't, it doesn't work for, for testimony. We asked all sorts of kashas, but they didn't work. Okay, fine. Meisve, now we have a kashan of Kahana. We have a kashan of Kahana, if I'm not mistaken. You have to remember who, which kashas are in who, which kashas are in Abai, which kashas are in Kahana. I, I believe this kashan is in Kahana. We will confirm that in a second, but I'm 90 plus percent sure that this is a kashan of Kahana. The Rav Kahana had said that, um, right, that if you have a fellow who is a Cheresh, he was a Pikeach, now he's a Cheresh. And he's able to communicate by writing. You can divorce his wife. Meisve, cheresh. When it comes to cheresh, lo halchubo achar mizosav, va'achar kvitzosav. We cannot trust his like you know uh, um, 
signs, if he like gives signs, gives like, you know, noddings and stuff. Nor after his writing. Only by metaltalin, but not for a gain. So that's the caution of Kana. Because if Kana says that a cherish who can write, you can divorce his wife, but we're pretty clear in this brisa that a cherish who can write cannot, we do not give a get to his wife. Ho! So what do we do with that? Tanaihi. It's machlokas tanoim ditanim. Because we have a brisa that says, Amr b'shim b'gamliel. Says of Shimon Gamliel, When do we say that a cheresh who can write cannot? Um, uh, so when do we say that you know a cheresh cannot? We uh, can't divorce his wife. Becheresh meikaru. That's only if he was always a cheresh. That if you know he was he, he, he was never pikeach. He was always a cheresh. So yeah, he can't get divorced. Aval, pikeach v'nischarish. But if he was not a cherish, he was a pikeach, and then he became a cherish. Who kosev v'ein chosman? He can write the get. Right? He can't hear. He can't speak. But he can write. So he can write the get v'ein chosman. And then other people sign it. So we see that okay, just like there was a brisa that says that by a get a cherish you can't write a get for a cherish. Even if he can write, but we have a brisa where Shimon Gamliel says that no, if he was a pikeach and ischarish and he can write, so let him write again, and we'll give it. To, you know, we'll sign it and give it to his wife. So um, okay, so so Rav Kahana holds like Rav Shimon Gamliel. Fine. The cherish may carlo. Oh, 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 oh. Friends, you hear the kasha? We just said that a cherish who was always a cherish cannot get divorced. I don't understand. Why can't a cheresh meikara get divorced? When he gets married, or a cheresh who gets married, gets married mid You know, he signals that, uh, you know, that he's going to get married, and he gets married mid So let him get divorced mid I don't understand. What's the problem? So, Ibi Ishto Achinami. Look, if you're talking about his wife, in a chinami, of course he can get divorced from his wife, right? If you have a cherish who gets married, so he's married with Rabbanon, he can get divorced with Rabbanon. Of course, that's fine. Here we're talking about where he got married to his wife through Yibum, that his brother was married to this woman, his brother died, and now because of Yibum, he's married to her. So he was a cherish all along, but he's currently married to his wife via his brother, via Yibum. Now tell me about his brother. Well, if his brother was also a Cheresh, well, then his brother's Kiddushim was also Midr So let this Cheresh get divorced Midr Just like she got married to the first brother with Remiza, because he was a Cheresh, so also let the second brother divorce her. So what's the problem? Well, the brother was a pikeach. The brother, yeah, was a pikeach, and therefore his brother was married to this woman mida oraisa. And now via yibum, via the right, she was married to the first brother mida oraisa, which means that her zika 
So the second brother, which is coming from her initial Doraisa marriage, is Ezekami Doraisa. And therefore, that is why a Pikeach Meikara, he's right, the, 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 this brother who's now doing Yibum, is a, no, I'm sorry, a, 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 a what, a Cheresh Meikara. Now, this brother who's doing Yibum is a Cheresh now, as well as was a Cheresh, right? The brother who died was a Pikeach. So therefore, the initial marriage was Mida Araisa. Yibum, therefore, is coming from that Mida Araisa marriage, and, if, and the Yibum happens with this brother who's a Cheresh. And not only is a Cheresh, not only is a Cheresh now, but he was always a Cheresh. So then they're kind of stuck. In that case, he can't get divorced because he can only divorce Midar Abonon. But the, the Yibum is coming via Midar Aisa. Okay? So that's what we mean that um, a, 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 a Cheresh Meikara cannot get divorced when the marriage came via Yibum. The Iba Yisema. Alternatively, Lo'olim Tanafilei Meochiv Cheresh. Alternatively, you could say that the brother was also, right? The first brother was a Cherish as well. The first brother was a Cherish as well. Well, if that's the case, then shouldn't the second brother, since the Yibum was only Midr can't he just divorce from Midr What's the problem? But we're concerned that, you know what, in the case when the first brother was a Cherish, we say that the second brother cannot get divorced. Out of concern for when the first brother is a pikeach, because in that case the second brother certainly can't get divorced as a cherish. If that's the case, that we're making a gezerah out of a case of yibum when the first brother was a pikeach, why don't we say the same thing by the wife of a cherish? If a cherish gets married, he can't get divorced out of concern that if he is in a situation where he's married because of yibum by a brother who's a pikeach, he wouldn't be able to get divorced. So also by his regular wife, he can't get divorced. So the Gemara answers, No, two types of Yibum situations you can get confused by, but not a regular marriage and a Yibum marriage, right? So meaning, Yibum via a brother who's a Cheresh, and Yibum via a brother who's a Pikeach, those two can get mixed together, right? Because you'll say, by this Yibum you can get divorced, maybe by that Yibum he can get divorced. But by, you know, if he's if you have a Cheresh who marries a woman, he can get divorced, we're not concerned that in the situation where he gets married via Yibum, via a brother who's a Pikeach, we don't, we don't make that, uh, we, we won't confuse, we won't mix up those situations, right? Yibum and Yibum can get mixed up, Yibum and regular marriage, we won't get mixed up. But then, but one second, is that really a concern of ours? Is that really a concern of ours? That when, um, uh, that when this fellow gets married via Yibum from his brother who is also a Cheresh, he can't get divorced, right? He can't divorce uh, the this you know woman who he married via Yibum out of concern for when the brother is a Pikeach. Right? Meaning, right? So when the brother was a right, so he can't do he can't divorce when he married this woman via Yibum when the brother was a Cheresh out of concern. For when the brother is a pikeach, but that's not, we don't actually worry about those cases. We learn in a Mishnah. Okay, it's from Yivamis. Uh, let's not get too worried about it. If you have two brothers who are cherishes, married to two sisters who are pikachas. So they're two sisters. Now the marriage is only midrabanan because both brothers are, are um, right, each marriage is only midrabanan because they're cherishes. Or, or all four of them are cherishes. 
But again, in all of these cases, both brothers are cherishes. So the marriage is only midrabonin. Or two sisters who are cherishes, married to two brothers who are pikeachs. Or both brothers are cherishes. Or two brothers, one pikeach, one's a cherish. But um, again, all of these marriages are midrabonin. There's no need to do yibum or chalitza because, uh, anyways, it's achos um, isha. Achos isha, right? Because if you want to do, right, uh, you know, if one of the brothers dies, well, the other brother is married to the sister of the person who needs to do yibum, so that's a erva, so forget about it. But vim hayu nachrios, yikansu vim but if the two wives were not sisters, well, then what happens is the brother who is alive does Yibum, even though it's Yibum Midir Abonon, right? Because we're saying both brothers were Cherishes. And you do Yibum, and then Vimratzalotzi Yotzi. And if, uh, if they want to get divorced, then get divorced afterwards. So here you see that a Cherish who gets married via Yibum from a brother who is also a Cherish, they can get divorced, and we don't make the Gezerah about. The brothers of Pikeach. So the Machvata Kiddushan Rather, it makes more sense. Like the first answer that we gave, which is simply um, that um, that um, that right, right, right. That when we say that a Cheresh Meikara, that he was always a Cheresh, can't get divorced. That is talking about specifically when. Uh, he got married via Yibum from his brother who's a Pikeach because the Yibum is Midoraisa and, and he would only be able to get divorced Midorabonon, so therefore he can't get divorced in that case. Omer Yochanan says Rabbi Yochanan, Chalukan Olav Chavir of Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. However, says Rabbi Yochanan, uh, the Chacham argued on Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel had said that a Cheresh, right, a Pikeach, or what does he say? Pikeach ben Ischarish, is that what it was called? Uh, so if he was a pikeach and then he became a cheresh, then if, as long as he can write, he can get divorced. But the rabbis argue and they say, um, no, even if he can write, he can't get divorced. So, so Amr B'yochan and Chaluk and Olav, Chavir of Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel's colleagues argue on him. Amr Abayi says, Abayi, Afon and Amitanino, we also have a b'risa, uh, we also have a mishnah that proves that the rabbis argue on him because it says nishtes that if you have a woman who becomes a shota lo yotzi, he can't um, he, can, he can't divorce her even if he's a pikeach she becomes a shota he can't divorce her we're going to see at the end right in a few lines that it, that that technically he could divorce her but even though she's a shota and she doesn't have das but I mean das is irrelevant right she can get divorced against her will so you can divorce her technically but we're concerned that if you have this woman who's a shota. And now she's divorced and left on her own, so people may take advantage of her. So, so Nishtes Loyotzi, so if she becomes a Shota, he can't divorce her. Nishareshu Onishtata, but if he becomes, now if he becomes a Cheresh, or if he becomes a Shota, Lo Yotzi Olamis, he can never, now he's a Shota or he's a Cheresh, he can never divorce his wife. My Olamis, what does it mean, Olamis, ever? Lava Fagab, the Yachul, the Dabir, Mitoch, Aksav? Doesn't it mean even though he could r- communicate by writing, still he can't get divorced? So you see that the rabbis argue on Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel. Amr Papa says, Rabbi Papa, actually, Ilavda Ashmir and Rabbi Yochanan, 
If not for the fact that Rabbi Yochanan says that the rabbis argue on Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, Hava Amir Rabbi Shimon Gamliel lefarusha tami the Tanakam Udaasa. I may have thought that Taka Rabbi Shimon Gamliel agrees with the Chachamim, and he's just coming to explain their position. Umayolam. So if that's the case, then what do you do with right when it says that if he becomes a Cherish Hashot, he can't he can't divorce her Olamis forever? We said that 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 that's talking about even in a situation where he can communicate via writing. We say no. If he can communicate via writing. Uh, he, he can divorce his wife. The olamis is afagav dechazina leidicharev, meaning if he can't hear and he can't speak and he can't write, but we see in other ways that he that he that he you know is, is, he is still sharp. No, still he can't get divorced. E nami Alternatively, olamis is not actually talking about. Uh, well, well, what we learn from olamis. Is for Rabbi Yitzchok. The Rabbi Yitzchok says Rabbi Yitzchok divide Torah that mid oraisa shotem is gareshes. That if that if the uh, the wife becomes a shota mid oraisa, technically she can get divorced. Mid dava pikachas ba korcha, just like uh, a pikachas can get divorced against her will, so also shota can get divorced even even if she doesn't have das. Umatam amru enim is gareshes. Then why do we say that she doesn't get divorced? Shlo yinaguba minig hefker. So that people shouldn't take advantage of her if she's a shota and she's no longer married and she's on her own. People may take advantage of her. So the point is, how does that fit in with olamis? So you can say that, look, um, I may, have, if not for the fact that Rabbi Yochanan clarified that the rabbis are going to Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, I may have thought that Rabbi Shimon Gamliel is explaining their their opinion, and therefore pikeach v'nischaresh, if he can write and express himself via writing, he can get divorced. Well, then how do you explain this b'risa that says that if he's a cheresh or if he's a shote, he can't get divorced? Olamis? Olamis is, so Olamis is just coming to say that this is, so if he can communicate via writing, he can get divorced. But if he can't communicate via writing, he can't, uh, uh, if he can, if he can communicate via writing, he can get, he can get divorced. But Olamis is saying that if he cannot communicate via writing, then he cannot get divorced. And that's me the oraisa, as opposed to the ratio, which is by nishtat, that if she becomes a shota, it doesn't say olamis because that's not midor oraisa. That's only midor abonon out of a concern that um, that um, you know people shouldn't take advantage of her. So the point of olamis is really just to differentiate between the ratio and the seifa. Say the seifa is talking about midor oraisa, whereas the ratio is only midor abonon. But but nonetheless, I would have thought to say that um, that if you have a Pikeach vin and then, and he, he could still write, I would say that we can divorce his wife. Um, so, Kamash Mulan Rabbi Yochanan, that no, Taka the Chacham argue and say that, um, that, um, that the Chacham argue that no, even if he can communicate by writing, they cannot, he cannot get divorced. Friends, that was that for Ein Aleph of Mesech the Gitin. Um, okay. Uh, so, okay, so what do we talk about? So we talked about, at the beginning, we talked about if a fellow is mute and he uh, can't um, speak, but he can, you know, he can communicate by nodding. So we just have to confirm that, he, that he's nodding accurate, you know, that we're understanding is nodding and then he can get, uh, and then he can divorce his wife. Rav Kahan had an interesting opinion that um, if, um, if you have a fellow who was a pikeach and then he became a cherish, but he could still communicate by writing so we can, uh, divorce his wife, and that was basically the discussion of uh, the final friends. Uh, okay, I'll catch you tomorrow. Tomorrow, I think, is going to be a challenging one, but uh, all right, do what you got to do. Have a good one. Peace out.